Aging Matters on WERA is brought to you in part by Synergy Home Care. Synergy Home Care provides premier in-home care for you or your loved one throughout Northern Virginia, including personal care, homemaker services, companion and memory care, and transportation. Call 703-558-3435 or visit SynergyHomeCare.com for more information. Synergy Home Care will find a care solution to meet your needs. Good afternoon and welcome to Aging Matters on Arlington Independent Media's community radio station, WERALP Arlington, 96.7 FM. I'm Cheryl Beversdorf, your host. In recent years, more older Americans, especially those over 65, had been working more than at any time since the turn of the century. Moreover, older workers were spending more time on the job than did their peers in previous years. During the first six months of the COVID-19 pandemic, studies are showing, however, that workers 55 and older have lost jobs sooner, were rehired slower, and continued to face higher job losses than their mid-career counterparts. My guests today are David Remick, Executive Director of the Alexandria Arlington Regional Workforce Council, and Emily Hoban, Disability Resource Coordinator with the Arlington Employment Center. They will describe issues older workers are facing in the job market today and what they need to know and do to find work. David and Emily will also tell us how their organizations are helping older job seekers find meaningful employment and economic security during this pandemic. So welcome, David and Emily, and thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. Okay, well, David, let's start with you. Let's kind of get an overview here of the situation. Tell us how has employment for older workers been impacted as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic? Give us some more details. Sure. Uh, First, let's set the table, right? Uh, What has happened to Arlington's workforce since March? Over 18,000 people in Arlington lost their jobs due to layoffs uh, and whether layoffs or their places of business is uh, closed. And so of those 18,000 residents who lost their jobs, uh, 17% of them are over 55 years old. 5% are over 65 years old. Uh, so older work employment has been affected by COVID. Um, you know, to address your second question, are health risks a factor for losing older worker jobs? No, I don't think employers can lay off someone because of their of their health or their fear of what the health what could happen with their health. I think uh, one of the reasons why people are losing their jobs has to do more with the nature of their job. So, if you're an employer who relies on foot traffic for sales or participates in the business travel or tourism industry or entertainment industry, uh, then you may have already been laid off. And if your employer relies on these sectors uh, to survive, then you may be at risk uh, for layoff too. Let's look at some data. 
58% of our residents who are laid off from their jobs participated in the hospitality and retail uh, industries uh, in Arlington. These are two industries uh, who were heavily impacted. Almost 30% of Arlington residents were laid off from these two industries. Uh, also, 63% of those who have been laid off in Arlington have less than a bachelor's degree uh, from an education standpoint. So, you know, a lot of these jobs uh, that were affected were certainly lower skilled jobs. No more as important as any other job. I'm just uh, relating uh, some of the nature of the data. So if we include uh, hospitality and retail with the transportation and material moving jobs and uh, with personal care jobs and with ground clean, uh, grounds cleaning and maintenance jobs and with the various uh, construction repair jobs, you know, all these job types represents about 58% of the layoffs. And so where am I going with this? Uh, I think it's less about your age and more about what you do. That's an indicator if you have your job as a result of COVID, uh, the COVID-19 emergency. And I just want to say, you know, in today's pandemic, everyone's health at risk, regardless of what you do. And Emily, David covered quite a bit there. H have you seen at the Employment Center, have you seen any other factors maybe that David hasn't mentioned? He said that health risks maybe are not as much of a factor. Have you seen anything else? Um, yeah, I think, Dave, you brought up a lot of really excellent points. Um, I myself have not seen anyone I'm working with being discriminated against as a result of their age. Um, I would say that many of the people I'm working with uh, have been furloughed because of the pandemic and they've been really hesitant to return to work or look for other jobs due to health risks. Um, so I, I think that's definitely very uh, prevalent in the people I'm working with. They're still very frayed. Yeah, they're concerned about getting exposed to COVID at the workplace. Yes. Yeah. And I think at this point, that's really prevalent. And, you know, as we move forward, I think they'll be more open to starting to look for, for jobs again. But I think right now, um, that's first and foremost what they're concerned about. So let's, let's talk a little bit, Emily, about the obvious, first of all, would be financial issues. But are you seeing that unemployment affects like the mental and social well-being for older workers. What's your take on the older workers that are uh, coming to you at the employment center? Sure. And, you know, I think for anyone who has been impacted by the pandemic, um, older workers and anyone else, um, anyone who's working has benefited from social connections and sense of accomplishment and purpose. Um, so having that taken away really kind of changes your identity in a sense. And I think the sense of routine that comes from working is so important um, and it can be really hard to find meaning uh, if someone has been used to working. And I think, um, you know, a lot of the people I'm working with, they might be more isolated too. So, um, you know, they were really depending on going out there and having those social interactions within their jobs. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely a major issue. And David, looking ahead for these older workers, are you uh, finding that perhaps the, the financial security and retirement that they've looked forward to, is that also uh, impacted at, at this time? I mean, I, I'm going to 
make an assumption uh, that it is. Uh, you know, if you're not bringing any income now, uh, that means you have to float your living uh, on your savings for tomorrow. With that, you know, it just means that you, folks may have to work longer or, or well into their older years. But I mean, this is not a um, a new reality. Uh, this goes on all the time. I mean, look at people that are, you know, it's not just the, you know, unemployed people, look at people who are just low income earners. And so if you are traditionally a low income earner throughout your, your career, your career is going to be long because you're going to need to continue to earn and earn and earn to support your life into older age, because you may not be able to, um, uh, save enough for retirement. I mean, I know people that um, were working in the maintenance uh, maintenance industry um, and were, you know, laid off for uh, as a result of COVID, and now they're doing, um, you know, little jobs here and there. Uh, but I also know some of the same people that were, you know, working in the maintenance industry and are now, you know, in their late sixties, early seventies, still working uh, because. You know, they either did not save up for their uh, retirement or um, they did, but not enough to sustain them or they just want to work. Um, and so that was a roundabout way of answering your question. Well, let's talk a little bit about unemployment benefits. There's been so much discussion about that. Can you, David, give us a little bit more details about how many older workers are receiving Employ- unemployment benefits and and how how does that compare with the the salaries? I, I I'm assuming that states have different uh, ways of calculating unemployment benefits, but let's just talk about Virginia and uh, how that's determined. Give give us some more details on that. Sure, uh, I I just you know want to start out and saying uh, I'm not a uh, labor insurance expert. Uh, the Commonwealth of Virginia and, uh, uh, well, the, excuse me, the, for the Commonwealth of Virginia, I should say, uh, Virginia Employment Commission, which is a state agency, uh, handles all things unemployment insurance wise. So I'm not a part of that agency. I don't have the ability to uh, look at claims and things of that nature. Um, and all uh, uninsurance, uh, unemployment insurance claims are handled through, again, uh, the Virginia Employment Commission. I'm going to give out uh, their website and their phone number in a second, but everything's handled through them. I, I, I don't um, have any control of that. Uh, but if you are um, unemployed and been laid off, I suggest you uh, either go to their website, vec.virginia.gov, or call 866-832-2363. So it's 866-832-2363. I don't think that there is a, a set number of what everybody's supposed to get. You know, there's eligibility like anything else. So, and so when you're filing your claim, your initial claim, uh, there are uh, a lot of data that you need to give to the Virginia Employment Commission. And they take that and they put it in their algorithms and they say, this is what, you know, you are, um, for lack of a better, well, what you qualify for. Um, I would say though, uh, that, you know, people receiving in general, people receiving unemployment insurance are probably making, uh, less than 
the incomes that they had when they were working. Um, so it's not a dollar for dollar thing. It's, it's much less. But the interesting thing as we go back to, you know, in the beginning of um, this interview, when we talked about the percentage of Arlingtonians who were over 55, the percentage of Arlingtonians that were working lower skill type jobs uh, or making lower wages, that some people uh, that were laid off that were making the minimum wage, you know, unemployment insurance is a probably comparable to what they were earning. And so there are people that are out there that, you know, are, uh, and it's been you know, published in newspapers are wondering why more and more people aren't returning to the workplace. Uh, and there is a suggestion out there. I'm not making that suggestion, but there's a suggestion out there that uh, individuals are making minimum wage uh, or who were making minimum wages are now collecting unemployment insurance. Uh, you know, it's, you know, their income is similar. And so, you know, I think what is more of a reason why people are not returning uh, to work as quickly as we, as they probably or potentially could, is that childcare issues. You have not only, you know, daycare providers that are not uh, either open or, or going in full capacity because of COVID, but you also have school-aged children at home. And so can people go back to work and leave their children at home all day? You know, I think that there are uh, certainly a lot of, um, you know, issues are around all of this. Um, but again, at the end of the day, I'm not an unemployment insurance expert. Uh, I don't play one on television. And so I would just ask anybody that has uh, uh, a question for unemployment insurance or wishes to file, uh, go to uh, www.vec.virginia.gov or call 866-832-2363. Okay, well, taking that one step further, David, are there other options that, especially, again, we're looking more at unemployed older workers, sure. that that they can find to cover their expenses? Are there other organizations? Oh, yeah. What, yeah, what would yeah, you tell yeah. us? So, um, uh well, first of all, I look at it as, well, what's available to you, right? Uh, we all work, we all put money into the system, and we want to try to, uh, you know, for those that were laid off, try to claim your unemployment uh, insurance. Uh, but also, you know, our taxes go to services that our local jurisdictions provide. And so, you know, if the bills are really tight and you are potentially going to experience uh, you know, a food crisis or you need medical assistance or some other financial assistance or uh, your risk of being um, uh, 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 your house's risk of foreclosure or, your, or, or being um, kicked out of your apartment. You know, you pay taxes uh, and uh, for the services that are available at the Arlington uh, County's Department of Human Services. And, you know, I would, you know, suggest that people that you know need a little help go in and and request their services and let me tell you a little uh about what some of those services are along with some phone numbers um uh that you can connect to uh and again uh department of human services in arlington county and they offer a variety of <clears throat> public assistance programs uh and i think one of the biggest ones that i can think of right now housing crisis and so if we uh, Arlington County's Department of Human Services has a housing crisis hotline and uh, you can call 703-228-1010 if you are homeless or at risk of losing housing 
uh, you know, for the other food, medical, and financial assistance needs, uh, please call 703-228-1350. Um, also, our local uh, community-based organizations, our faith-based organizations, are all providing uh, services uh, as well. But you know, I look about, I look at, um, you know, what are other some some other financial services that are available? Well, I just want to point out that there are still companies hiring, and so if you get laid off. Uh, it's time to find a new job and you can go uh, to the Arlington Employment Center uh, and their website aec.arlingtonva.us and they have workshops on there to help with your resume and interview prep. Uh, there's a job board, j-o-b-b-o-a-r-d.arlingtonva.us that has a ton of jobs on there. There are actually still more jobs available in the greater Washington region then there are people that are laid off in the greater Washington region. So I know many people uh, that have been laid off and have uh, found new jobs. Did it happen quickly? No. Sometimes it took six months. Um, people looking, but I would encourage people uh, that if you were laid off, um, keep on looking, uh, keep on exercising your networks. Uh, there are opportunities out there. I know, um, you know, uh, and I'll talk a little bit more later about our, our work with the Arlington Employment Center, but they have virtual uh, job fairs and their virtual job fairs occurring all the time in the greater Washington region. So there's a lot of opportunity out there. And, and that's, that's the biggest thing. You know, it's possible that your jobs might not be coming back based on one thing or another. So what are the other jobs out there that you can do? Right. And the other thing I wanted to end up, and we are going to talk a little bit more about what each of your organizations do uh, a little later in the program. But I did wonder, David, one more question about, mm -hmm. are sure. you seeing that employers might be more biased about hiring and rehiring older workers during COVID-19? You, you think age discrimination is more prevalent right now? Uh, any observations? That's a tough question. I have, I I have no data to suggest one way, you know, or the other. And with such a question like that, I really don't want to make any assumptions. Okay. Um, but I do want to say this, right? If you believe that you've been discriminated against uh, at work for age or really anything else, uh, then you should contact the uh, United States Equal Opportunity Commission. And that's where you go to, um, you know, file a complaint or well, as they put it, you know, a charge of discrimination. I'm going to give a long URL um, and a phone number if you feel that you were laid off or fired and, and it was discriminatory. It's uh, here's the URL www.eeoc.gov backslash filing dash charge dash discrimination, or you can call 800 669 And once you do that, then they'll start. Um, a review of your case. Well, the other good thing is, is that before the end of the program, we'll get contact information for each of you. So in case somebody missed that, that they can always get in touch with you. So um, yep. thank you, David, for that. Emily, let's get back to you. Uh, your area of specialties is people with disabilities. Are you seeing that maybe unskilled older workers or ones with 
uh, disabilities might be less likely to be rehired during the pandemic? Uh, I think it really depends on the situation and the person. Um, for instance, if someone is interested in working in a grocery store, um, it's going to be a lot easier for them to find a job during this time since um, grocery stores have been very busy. Um, so if, if someone was interested in that sort of work, it is going to be easier for them. Um, in other situations, if someone uh, is looking for a job that allows them to work at home uh, and they don't have a basic knowledge of computers or they might have gaps in their employment history, um, finding a job uh, that would allow them to work remotely is going to be a lot more difficult for them. Um, so I, I would say it really depends on the, the situation, the person, um, their skill set, and their experiences. Well, you touched on something that I also wanted you to expand a little bit uh, about, because we're hearing about this so much more now of folks working at home. And again, I'd like to zero in on older workers. What do you see as the advantages and disadvantages of working at home, especially for older adults? and older workers? Yeah, yeah, so that's a great question. Um, I think in terms of advantages, um, and this is something that applies to everyone, um, the lack of commute uh, with not having uh, to work in an office, um, you know, the, the commute can be very stressful and costly, so not having to deal with that is certainly an advantage. Um, having the flexible work environment, um, being able to work from anywhere, um, and, you know, a big one, not being exposed to COVID by having to go out into the community. Um, that's really huge, um, especially for older workers. Um, some disadvantages, um, I think it can potentially be really isolating for people. As I mentioned earlier, that face-to-face -face contact with coworkers is so key for, for many people. Um, and so switching to an environment where you're working alone and, you know, you might be interacting with people um, via Zoom or the phone, but it's not the same. So that's, that's a huge disadvantage. Um, some older workers might also not be as familiar with some of the technology, at least initially. Um, I know that I, I worked with um, several people um, to help them kind of learn the ins and outs of some of those programs. Um, and I, I think another disadvantage, um, and again, I think this is something we're all dealing with, uh, it can be hard to strike a work-life balance. I guess I would ask a sub-question to that, Emily, and that is, are you predicting, and this perhaps both of you could answer, mm -hmm. that working at home, not only for older workers, but for lots more people, is kind of a wave of the future? I mean, is this kind of being incorporated into your uh, advice and counsel for uh, yeah, people. Ab absolutely. Um, I think that, you know, as things have shift to remote work, um, employers have really seen that people can still be productive. Um, so I, I think moving forward, that is a trend that's that's going to stay. So um, I don't know if you have anything you'd like to add, Dave. I mean, from a taxpayer perspective, I sure hope it doesn't because that's that'll be a, a a challenge to all government budgets. Uh, the, the lack of uh, real estate taxes coming from uh, you know, office space. I I, I think I, I think it's one of those things where it will and it won't because it's not like there wasn't a work at home uh, opportunity 
pre-COVID, a lot of people were doing that. I think if I think about, you know, some of the silver linings to this, this whole uh, ridiculous pandemic, one, you know, the workforce, regardless of what they did, all had varying levels of knowledge of technology and how to use it, and how to uh, communicate, uh, especially via, you know, virtual um, conference calls. So Zoom and, and Teams and uh, GoToMeeting and the others. And I think right now, uh, especially a lot of the white collar workers, uh, everybody knows how to do it. Uh, there are very few instances of, of someone talking and their mute button being on. Everybody knows how to make sure they're doing it right. Everybody knows how to make sure that they're, you know, how to look at somebody in the screen like you would be looking in their eyes in person. Um, and then bringing a lot of people up on the technologies. Uh, and it was surprising to me, you know, you know, some of the people that I thought would know how to use Excel or um, uh, uh, the cloud and, and some of the, you know, file, um, uh, you know, file sharing uh, services that are out there that I thought would know how to use it, didn't know how to use it at all. And we had to teach them that. Uh, so I think that there is a, it, it moved everybody to a kind of formal skills of teleworking. That being said, I would, I wouldn't be surprised if hoteling was more common in the workforce post-COVID. And hoteling is, is you have an office space, but you're sharing desks and you have to um, uh, uh, schedule conference rooms and things of that nature. And you can schedule a desk. So if I'm going to be working at home Monday through Thursday, uh, I can, on my Outlook calendar, schedule you know desk 153 to make sure it's available for me all day on Friday when I go into the office. I think that's a bit more more common. And I think when you talk about disabilities, then it means that you don't have, you have to make sure your entire office is accessible. Well, more to come and new ways of, of working. So we're going to take a short break right now. Uh, in case you just tuned in, we are talking with David Remick, Executive Director of the Alexandria Arlington Regional Workforce Council, and Emily Hoban. Disability Resource Coordinator with the Arlington Employment Center. And you are listening to WERALP Arlington, Virginia, 96.7 FM. We'll be right back. Aging Matters is brought to you in part by Kathy Corridan, Senior Real Estate Specialist. Kathy is a realtor with KW Metro Center in Alexandria and works with seniors in Alexandria, Arlington, and D.C. to make selling their home and moving less stressful and more successful. More information is available at 703-971-7237 or ccatkw at gmail.com. Welcome back. We are talking with David Remick, Executive Director of the Alexandria Arlington Regional Workforce Council, and Emily Hoban, Disability Resource Coordinator with the Arlington Employment Center. Big topic today about older workers and the employment situation out there. So 
My two guests today have lots of information about the organizations that they represent, so we want to get to that right away. And David, let's start with you. Tell us, kind of give an overview of the Arlington Employment Center. And I was also curious if the focus has changed since COVID-19 began. If there's, what are you doing now that you didn't do before? Sure. Sure, sure. Thanks. Uh, so uh, the Arlington Employment Center, uh, which the Regional Workforce <clears throat> Regional Workforce Council provides uh, some oversight over uh, some of the funds that they uh, use for their employment services. The Arlington Employment Center is an American job center uh, serving our county's residents and our employers. Uh, and at the center, we offer a variety of services for job seekers, whether it be career counseling, uh, how to prove, uh, improve resume writing and interview skills. We have job search resources, labor market information, and offer a lot of workshops and continuing education programs to help skill people up and move them into the workforce. For employers, uh, we have customized recruitment services. Uh, we have downsizing and layoff assistance services. Uh, obviously, uh, labor market uh, information uh, that we provide. We have a resume bank of over 700 uh, resumes that employers can look through. And we also provide job fair events. And now we are pre uh, providing uh, virtual job board events uh, as it relates to COVID. And, you know, our physical location, 2100 Washington Boulevard, uh, right now is uh, closed uh, due to COVID, but all of our, we're still open and we're just, all of our services are virtual. Um, when I think about pre-COVID, uh, it's funny, it's, you know, AD and BC. <laughs> uh, uh, when I think of uh Pre-COVID, most of our services were implemented, uh, implemented uh, in person, but you know, COVID forced us uh, to move into you know really the virtual world, and uh, I think this is you know another silver lining uh, to this emergency because we are all, in my estimation, all working more efficiently uh, as staff, uh, and um, you know the we have the tools to conduct career counseling over the phone and internet is. Uh, you know, the, the tools that we're using are safe and, and, and are data secure. We have this great virtual job fair platform uh, from a company called Premier Virtual where people can go and um, visit a virtual booth, uh, employer's virtual booth, and be able to text chat uh, privately with an employer. And if the employer is interested, uh, they can do video chats with them right now. So now people can, you know, do that uh, interrelation uh, virtually uh, versus standing in long lines. Uh, obviously, that would be hard to do now with COVID. You know, all of our workshops, so we have a ton of workshops and other services, uh, with the exception of our computer lab, are now virtual. So uh, you can access all the, of our services safely from the comfort uh, of, of your home. And so, again, I think that is a silver lining, the notion of before everybody had to come to us. Now we are coming to everybody. And I think that is great to reach the Arlington Employment Center uh, online, easy, aec.arlingtonva.us. Um, but if you don't have access to an internet connection, uh, an internet connected uh, computer or tablet or smartphone, then you can contact us via uh, phone call, 703-228-1400. And David and, and maybe Emily, you could, because you're at the Employment Center as well, I just wanted to 
focus in on the older job seekers. I mean, we're not only talking about new skills, but job search skills, which are obviously a little different now during COVID. Is there any special attention being given to the older job seekers? And then we'll kind of move into the next question, too, also for older workers with disabilities and veterans. How are you handling these various groups of older workers to meet their needs? Both of you, I think, could be helpful on this one. Gotcha. Ellie, why don't I uh, kick it off and then I'll pass it to you. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. It's important to know, the Arlington Employment Center supports all residents regardless of age. Uh, you know, for our job skills, we do have some free workshops uh, that people of all ages uh, can uh, find and uh, make appointments for. It's at aec.arlingtonva.us backslash workshops backslash. Um, we also offer uh, the Senior Community Service Employment Program. Uh, and this is a program which provides temporary community service uh, training opportunities to older Americans to prepare them for jobs in their community. Uh, these program participants train an average about 20 hours a week and receive a paid training stipend for the work. Um, you know, these uh, per, uh, the participants are placed in you know, a wide variety of community service training assignments at nonprofit uh, organizations and public facilities, such as uh, senior centers, daycare centers, schools and hospitals. There's eligibility, that, that, uh, of course, to, to get into this type of program, but it's a good program. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, these on-the-job training uh, experiences uh, can be used as that bridge to find employment opportunities outside of the program. And so if you're interested in learning more about this particular program, uh, here's an email and a phone number uh, to connect uh, yourself to. Uh, the email, scsep at vcwnor thern.com or call 703-827-3782. Uh, and Emily, I'll pass it on to you. Okay, great. Um, so the Arlington Employment Center offers really comprehensive services and they have a lot of um, different specialties. Um, as the Disability Resource Coordinator, I oversee the Ticket to Work program, um, which is a program for Social Security uh, disability beneficiaries aged 18 through 64. Um, who are interested in either entering the workforce for the first time, uh, improving their earning potential, or switching careers. Um, so the, the program is really um, personalized and the services really depend on what someone needs and wants. Um, so it could be anywhere from helping someone develop their resume and cover letters and learn how to conduct a job search and um, network, uh, attend job fairs, uh, prepare for interviews, and then when someone gets a job, um, if, if they would like support, um, we continue to provide support, um, talking through different issues they might be having at work, um, potentially uh, talking to their employer um, about um, different 
needs they might have related to their disability or requesting uh, reasonable accommodations to assist them on their job. Um, and then our program also uh, works with people in the long term, so we provide support um, to help them ensure that they are stable in their jobs and doing well. We also provide benefits counseling so that they can understand how um, their work activity impacts their benefits. Um, at the Arlington Employment Center, we also have an accessible workstation. Uh, that's part of the computer lab that Dave mentioned. It's now shut down, um, but that is available for anyone in the general public. Um, there's also the Department of Aging and Rehabilitation Services, or DARS. Um, they have a representative who's based at the Arlington Employment Center uh, who works with different people. Um, and there's also a representative um, from a veterans program who works specifically with veterans um, and eligible spouses who need career transition assistance. Um, so for, for my program, the Ticket to Work program, I would say if you're interested, uh, you can contact me directly uh, to talk more about it. Um, my number is 571-326-9857. Um, I also lead monthly virtual information sessions, um, but if someone's unable to make one of those, um, you could definitely set up a one-on-one -on -one time to talk about the program. Um, and then if someone is interested in services through DARS or the Veterans Program, um, I would say they could reach out directly to the Arlington Employment Center to get connected. And again, that phone number is 703-228-1400. So let's get back to you, David, uh, insofar as employers. How, you mentioned you have a lot of resumes that employers can go through, but how does the center recruit and work with employers? What, what's that process? You know, we have a small team, uh, call it our business engagement team. And, you know, we have a data, a labor market data approach to how we do our business. And so there are many ways that we find employment needs. Let's talk about the inflows. The inflows uh, individuals coming into the center and needing a job. And so one of the first things they do when they talk to us is we get some information about them and we get a sense of what are the things that they want to uh, do and what's, what do they want to learn. What we don't do is record what they say as far as, you know, I want to, I want to cook or I want to, as an example, I want to be a cook or I want to work at a restaurant or I want to um, be a database manager. We don't say those, we don't put down those words. What we do is say, based on what they ask for, what is the SOC code equivalent? And what a SOC code is a standard occupational classification code, which is basically a federal statistical standard used uh, by the various federal agencies to classify workers into occupational categories. Um, the reason why we use these SOC codes is when we take, as an example, somebody just wants to be a cook and we translate that into, okay, you are interested in the food preparation workers 35-2021 SOC code. We then say, okay, let's use our labor market software uh, to see what types of food preparation jobs are available today uh, in our environment. And so we have a, a propriety product. We're able to Put in 35.2021, and it'll list out all the all the employers uh, that are uh, looking to hire food preparation workers. But also, it gives us a sense of what types of skills they're looking for, what types of certifications they're looking for, what jurisdictions they're looking for, and so we're able to 
um, create a target list of employers that we want to contact uh, that are um, uh, of particular interest to the people that are coming in through the, our front door. Now, looking at it the other way, I know that people that are being uh, laid off based on initial claims for the Virginia Employment Commission. I also know how many people are being laid off by SOC code. So the other thing that the business engagement team is doing is looking at the employers in our area that have available jobs in those SOC codes that are being laid off so that we could have job opportunities queued up in our job board, jobboard.arlingtonva.us, uh, that will be of interest to individuals uh, that have just lost their job. So again, using uh, a cook as an example, you may have been working at a hotel in our area. You were laid off because the hotels of you know, have very low occupancy rates, excuse me, right now. So what other food preparation worker jobs are there? We want to make sure that we have a ton of those jobs in our job board. So if someone's looking at our job board and just came from a hotel, they might be able to find something else that's available. Okay. We've talked quite a bit about the, the center now. Um, let's hear a little bit more about the organization David, that you are the executive director of the Alexandria Arlington Regional Workforce Council. What, what's, what's the mission and goals? So real quick, our mission, you know, we drive Alexandria cities and Arlington County's economic growth by implementing an effective and efficient workforce ecosystem that delivers innovative, integrated, data-driven products and services designed to align uh, and meet the needs of businesses and job seekers. We hold ourselves accountable to the system's goals uh, and support uh, high impact outcomes. And let me just tell you what our goals are real quick. Um, you know, we seek to increase, increase business engagement in order to deliver value to our stakeholders. Um, we achieve measurable skills development in our job seeking customers in the form of workforce credentials that matter to businesses. We fill jobs, uh, especially in-demand occupations, that show promise for long-term growth in the industries that are strategic to Alexandria cities and Arlington County's economy and strengthen our region. We help individuals, including individuals with barriers, gain access to the middle class and demonstrate career progression. Uh, and we ensure that workforce uh, system public investments generate a quality return to Alexandria City and Arlington County. Uh, and the customers that we serve. And so just taking this example, when I mentioned that we provide oversight on some federal funds that are being used at the Employment Center, for the past two years, we've been uh, very um, aggressive in going after federal and other grants to increase the uh, skill of people for the uh, tech workforce. Um, and so we've been successful winning some grants and we've been uh, uh, taking uh, many unemployed, under, underemployed individuals and, and, and giving them the various uh, trainings that they need to advance into uh, the uh, tech marketplace. And so that's one of the, one of the, um, uh, the job specification, the, jo uh, the jo occupational types uh, that we've been going after that fulfills many of our, our goals. Ed, would you tell us, David, that the council does give any special attention to older workers, especially right now during COVID-19? I'm, I'm thinking about kind of what we were talking about before, unemployment insurance and, and, and this kind of thing. So kind of combining two questions, but 
since this is aging matters, I just want to see what the council does to assist older workers. So again, you know, we are that advisory commission uh, that also goes after uh, funding for uh, our American job centers. But you know, really, you know, everything that all the services are provided through the Arlington Employment Center. And so when we think of the, you know, the funds that we go after, um, I wouldn't say they're, you know, we're specifically going after something for older workers. What we are doing is making sure that whatever we're going after is inclusive to the older worker population. And so if someone's interested in some of our services that are happening uh, at the Arlington Employment Center, they most certainly can come in uh, and should they meet eligibility requirements, because, you know, all these programs have eligibility requirements, uh, then we more than welcome uh, be more than welcome to serve them and you know the the number of people that we support you know their ages are all over uh, the place so we do support older workers through you know most if not all of our programs i was also wondering if the council i mean you've been talking about the center so i'm just trying to differentiate sure. does the the council also provide training courses for older workers who've lost their jobs no, I think we're this way. We are we fund those services. So the implementation is okay. happening at the Arlington Employment Center. What we are doing is actually going after money uh, to support training programs at the center. Okay, and I guess one of the things that I would I think would be helpful for our listeners and and perhaps Emily or you can help us in so far as these training courses. Are there specific areas, and I think this could be applicable to whether someone is an older worker uh, or not so old, but to be helpful to our listeners, are there certain areas where these training courses are, what the focus is, what the area of expertise or employment expertise is? Meaning what is what should they be going into? Yeah, what kind of skills? What what skills might be available in terms of these training courses? Sure. I was just wondering what they could come and find over with you all. Well, the beautiful thing uh, is that you know for the um, funding that we use to skill people to get in demand certifications, as long as they're in demand, uh, then it's really up to the interest of the individual. And there are a lot of jobs that are available in the. Um, in, in the marketplace right now. Uh, and so, you know, interest can be wide. I mean, we're not going to skill somebody out to be, skill somebody up to be a basket weaver, but we will skill somebody up if they're interested in, um, you know, anything in healthcare, anything in, in, in technology, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the, the, um, the industries that are really, uh, 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 the big industries of, of the greater Washington region. I also will say that the thing that uh, the center provides are these workshops on, and we have professionalism skill workshops and, and things of that nature. And I don't care how old you are. You always need to um, learn new professionalism skills and to grow your, um, uh, your comfort uh, uh, with them. And so I would say, regardless of your 12, or 52, you know, that is a workshop that might be interested for you and be, you might be interested in for yourself. And what you just described, David, is that the same as something known as the Skill Up America program? Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Sure. I love this program. 
Uh, it's something that the council again uh, found money for and be able was able to provide for our um, region. Uh, only people that live in uh, Arlington, Alexandria, because they have to use your your address to log in, uh, it's all zip code based, have access to this. But this is a, uh, through a partnership with Metrics Learning, uh, the city of Alexandria and Arlington County are offering these free online trainings for our residents. There are over 5,500 career readiness trainings, occupational skills trainings, career pathway trainings, so many uh, cool things and it's all free. Um, and to learn more and to participate in this free service, go to alexandriaarlington.skillupamerica.org. Uh, again, it's alexandriaarlington, one word, dot skillupamerica, one word, dot org. Uh, and uh, you'll find a lot of online learning from various skills tracks like business skills, computer skills, digital literacy, healthcare. Uh, I checked um, yesterday, or excuse me, on Friday, uh, and there are over 600 residents in Arlington and Alexandria that are already uh, registered in this program. It's a great free program. There are videos on there. It's great. And they could also call one or the other of you to, uh, to get that information as well. Is, is, is that correct, David, to find out more about that? That is correct. Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to call me directly, 703-228-1412. But if you just in general have questions about the Arlington Employment Center, uh, some of the other, all the services that we provide, that number is 703-228-1400. Uh, and Emily? Yeah, and, and definitely um, if someone is interested in finding out about the Ticket to Work program, um, you can again reach out to me directly. My number uh, again is 571-326-9857. Well, I've got two questions yet. We're getting close to the end of our program, but I'm sure that people who are listening might think, well, I came to these folks and they I tried to do everything that they wanted me to do, and I'm still been unsuccessful in terms of finding the right job. Can they come back to the center or the council and get more assistance and more advice? Uh, what would you What would you tell our listeners? Oh, yeah. Definitely, uh, we're a resource to the public. Always uh, come back. Um, you know. Uh, we hopefully have your information on file, so there's not a, a lot of uh, information gathering that we need to uh, create. But if if you used us and and for some reason or another, it you know you need us again, um, we're here for you. Yeah, and I would add for the Ticket to Work program, um, absolutely. Uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier, we work with people uh, throughout throughout the whole process. So. Um, a lot of people who, who have disabilities might not have worked in a while and might experience um, different challenges. So uh, definitely work with a lot of people who, um, who might not have found the right job match. So uh, definitely work with them to help them find another job. My final question, because this program is also may go out on podcast and people in other parts of the state or the country might be listening. You two have both provided excellent uh, resources uh, for uh, places here in Arlington. Can you give any other resources, sort of generic resources that people can look at that are available uh, maybe on a, a, a state or maybe even a federal level that could be helpful? I, mean, I think at the end of the day, if you just Google, you know, the location that you're interested in and 
whether it's um, you know American Job Center and whatever the city is, or um, you know older worker employment, whatever the city is, that'll connect to the resources. The American Job Center network is it's it is a network across the uh, country. There are thousands thousands of centers just like the Arlington Employment Center all over the place, and they all have similar services. Um, from an employment insurance perspective, you know I would say you know your state and unemployment insurance information and it'll take you to uh, the, the agency, the state agency that supports unemployment insurance for your area. And again, I apologize for that. Yeah, and if someone's interested in the Ticket to Work program, um, they can uh, access Social Security's website, which is choosework.ssa.gov uh, to learn more about the program nationally as well. All right. Well, I want to thank David Remick with the Alexandria Arlington Regional Workforce Council and Emily Hoban with Arlington Employment Center for joining me today. In the event that you want to listen to past radio programs or watch any of the Aging Matters TV episodes, best way to do that is to go to facebook.com forward slash aging matters WERA. At that uh, address, you'll get the internet addresses to access both the radio shows as well as the TV episodes, and there's many to listen to and watch. And by the way, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, Aging Matters Radio is now available as a podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. So be sure to invite your friends and your family. And by the way, after you listen to the programs, be sure to rate them and review the programs at these sites. That's that's really important in terms of continuing uh having these uh, these podcasts available to you. So I want to thank Robert Winship for handling the technical aspects of today's program. Of course, always thank you for listening to Aging Matters. And remember, age is just a number, not a label. I'll be back again with you next week. Aging Matters is sponsored in part by the Aging Life Care Association, an organization of aging life care professionals. Aging life care professionals offer guidance, advocacy, and support for older adults and their families in order to maximize quality of life. An aging life care professional can be there for your loved one when you can't be. More information about the Aging Life Care Association is available at www.midatlanticalca.org.